0: welcome back to another episode of gems podcast with genesis amaris kemp where the core pillars are to educate inspire and motivate sit back relax and enjoy this segment welcome back to gems podcast i am the founder and host Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Pamela Kellert. And here's a bit about Pamela. So Pamela Kellert helps female professionals in STEM sectors transition to senior management roles by learning strategic non-technical skills. She is a seasoned strategic leadership expert with over 16 years experience working in strategy, business development, and project delivery, heading diverse teams at leading organizations across Australia, Asia, Europe, and North America. She has managed complex engineering projects and profit and loss responsibility for over 100 million with a team of over 100 employees. Throughout her career, She has coached professionals in their leadership journey and created a systemized online coaching program to help women accelerate their careers to senior leadership roles. And today, Pamela and I are going to be focusing on leveraging your strengths to advance your career. And when we say advance your career, it's going to be around the STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So without further ado, please welcome Pamela Kellert to Gems Podcast.
1: Thank you Genesis. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
0: My pleasure, Pamela. But before we dive into our subject for the next 30 minutes, I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself as a way of an icebreaker to just really connect with the audience as well as the viewers.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think uh, one fun thing about me is that um, I, I think I have a bit of a split uh, personality because uh, I was uh, born in Bolivia. I live in Germany. I have lived in so many countries abroad. I am a mix of so many cultures. So I really see myself as as a, a mix of many wonderful influences. So um, and that's something that I really treasure a lot.
0: That is amazing. I could completely resonate with that. Um... My father was from Curaçao, and my mom is from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, so the West Indies. So definitely a mix of two different cultures, merging
1: um, together to make one. Absolutely. But then um, embracing it all, right, and the differences, and, uh, and maybe create something new out of that.
0: Yes, absolutely. And one thing that resonated with me, Pamela, is that we both come from corporate backgrounds. My, my background has been oil and gas, where I spent 12 years, but a total of 15 years in corporate America. And then your background is um, STEM, as well as some of the other industries that you've been in. So I want you to start off by telling us what led you to get involved in the industry you're currently in. And mm-hmm. was it hard to leverage your own strengths to move
1: forward in your career? Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Um, I have chosen to be um, in particular in the mobility sector because I'm very fascinated by it. And it probably has a little bit to do with where I grew up. I grew up in um, Germany, close to Stuttgart, which is the birthplace of so many automotive OEMs, uh, like Porsche, like uh, Mercedes-Benz. So um, here, one of my student jobs was, was, for example, to work in the museum. And and then I just learned all the background of the history of mobility and how it evolved over several decades. So I think that got me hooked. (laughs) since then I knew and I also realized the importance of mobility for a society because only if there is mobility you can travel from one place to the other um, or also transport goods more and more efficiently so I think it started there already as a student um, and living basically here in this environment um, I then went on to uh, actually first becoming a strategy consulting and i First work as a consultant um, across several sectors. But then later on, I decided I'm going to dive deep into the mobility sector and uh, specifically worked quite a lot in the rail industry. And again, what fascinated me about the rail industry is that it's all about moving people, moving goods and uh, creating efficient transportation. And and I love that. Uh, What I loved about it is that it's a very international industry. So I had uh, the possibility and opportunity to go and uh, live abroad in really interesting countries like Malaysia working with my engineering team in Canada and the last 5 years I've lived in Australia and what it's interesting is that transportation needs are the same everywhere whether it's in Asia in Europe North America or Australia so I could also leverage my experience that I had gained in one position or to the other positions and I certainly have learned how to leverage my strengths As I grew from job to job.
0: I love that. And as you were talking on the rail piece, I'm not sure if you saw that I was chuckling because my background is actually supply chain and logistics and technology. And my last role I was doing trade regulations and compliance for polyethylene. But prior to that, I was a raw material coordinator for PP, which is polypropylene. So you had to do a lot of moving parts, whether you were getting your goods via um, the vessels or rail or etc. And then whenever, you know, a natural disaster would come, you have to really be able to think on your toes to ask yourself, what is my BCP, business continuity plan, so I can Mm -hmm. make sure that I am delivering on time to my customers, and etc. So as you were talking about that, I hear the transition that you went through Mm -hmm. professionally, but also personally, because you're able to take the skill sets that you learned over time and apply it to what you're doing, and then help others. So when you think about the areas of helping other women in STEM, because I know you advocate for that. What are some of the ways you tell the women to really take ownership of their strengths, especially in a field where they may be, you know, a minority from a woman aspect in a male-dominated workforce?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I'll uh, try to break it down into three topics because otherwise I'm going to be talking all night long. <laughs> um You know, as part of my corporate job, um, I've taken over quite early responsibility for teams, for people. And one of the core responsibilities as a leader is to help your team members grow, to help them become the best versions of themselves. So from very early on, I was fascinated by understanding how can I help my team to To grow where they need to grow and it's always a very individual thing right you can't everyone works in a different way and it's about understanding that single person so why why is it good to focus on the strengths because one could say all right let's focus on my weaknesses and work on my weaknesses um, instead of working on the strengths but there is actually a strong philosophical argument to focus rather on the strengths because if you try to turn around your weaknesses you might be better, you might be able to, you know, improve it a bit, but it's going to be difficult for you to absolutely excel in it. Whereas if you identify your strengths, you'll be able to really excel in it. And so there are a lot of benefits by working on your strengths. And today I just want to talk about three of them. One is it boosts your confidence. Second is it boosts your performance. And the third aspect is if, if your confidence is up and your performance is up, well, then your career satisfaction is going to go through the roof as well, right? So I want to break it down into why it really pays off to focus on your strengths through these three factors. So, for example, let's talk about confidence. And there is a saying you might have heard, Genesis. It says, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb up a tree, the fish will always believe it's stupid right? So that's, that's what we need to be aware of. If, if I'm trying to, if I'm a fish, and I'm trying to climb up a tree, you know, I might be able to climb an inch or two. And with kind support from mentors, I might be able to climb a little more, but I'm never going to be able to climb like a monkey, right? So it's all about self-awareness about truly understanding where are my strengths, where do I belong with my strengths. And so that I can really get that confidence that that's what I can build on. So that's the confidence aspect. And the second aspect would be then um, I'll, maybe I, I connect with that, how I've managed that through my career. One of my strengths is uh, learning. I'm a lifelong learner and I keep learning all the time. And as I moved from one position to the next one, and sometimes quite different positions. For example, um, my background is uh, business administration. So that's why when I started in strategy, that was completely aligned with my background. But I then moved on to become a project manager for engineering projects. And as you can imagine, not being an engineer, I could have doubted myself whether I can make it or not. But the one element I could really truly um, base my confidence on is Looking back and how many times I've been able to learn new things. I'm a quick learner. And that's why I knew I can also learn this new task. And I can learn with the support from others. And also just, you know, by putting in the hours and learning, I knew I can make it. So by by knowing your strength, you can build that confidence in whatever the area is that you want to grow.
0: Absolutely. And I like that you mentioned that confidence piece. And even though you may not necessarily be in the area that you are a subject matter expert at, sometimes you're in a stretch opportunity where it forces you to really capitalize on those weaknesses but those weaknesses can easily turn into your strengths once you shift your mindset and then you start to have confidence that you are able to do it like for example business administration is your background, you were in strategy, but then now you're working with engineering. But when you shift your mindset, and you started to say, Oh, I'm a quick learner, I'm this, I'm that, then you start to see how you were able to accelerate in that area. So let's jump back into number two,
1: which was boosting, boosting performance, right, Pamela? Absolutely. So once you have identified your strengths, And as I mentioned earlier, rather than working on your weaknesses, where you might just become incrementally incrementally better, if you focus on your strengths, that's where you can truly excel. Um, Think of Albert Einstein. Um, Instead of doing physics, had he done something else, then humanity would have missed out on his wisdom, right? Um, And I might take here an example as well. Another strength of mine is uh, strategic thinking. And that's why I was naturally don- drawn towards being um, strategy consulting. And I, I realized that that was a strength that allowed me to help others, either team members or other departments. And once I had truly understand uh, understood that, Actually, that's something where I excel on. Then I was able to focus additional efforts to boost that strength even more. Then I would read even more books in the field of um, strategy development, read more cases, have more conversations with colleagues or clients in the industry about everything that was strategy. And that helped me to really increase the performance in the area where I was already good.
0: Yes. I forgot I was on mute because I was like taking it all in. And I really like that area because it was your competencies. And whenever you talked about the strengths and then boosting the performance, a tool that we like to use in the oil and gas space is a Meyer Briggs or the um, some some will use Clifton Strengths. Some have even used equilibrium where you're able to see your color dominance and stuff. And once you understand your strengths, like personally, but then also your strengths, Professionally, and how you begin to work with your colleagues, I think overall that boosts your performance because then it's no longer you, but how are you assimilating with the team to boost everyone's performance and help each other? So, um, does that resonate with you, Pamela? And has that been something that you've tried with your employees?
1: 100%. I have used Clifton um, Strengths a lot. And um, I think the one, hin- one thing also that really um, convinced me that it's it's a, a really great tool is I had done that test for myself about 15 years ago and, and got the results of what are my top five strengths. And then I did it again uh, 12 years later, and it was exactly the same, although I had evolved across so many things. Personally, I had evolved job wise. I had evolved and. So the fact that it also really got exactly the same strengths showed me that there, there is quite a lot of validity in those uh, results. And yes, I have used that with my team. And uh, what is beautiful when you look at it with your whole team and you show first each individual, this is your profile, these are your strengths and they recognize themselves in it. It it gives them so much satisfaction and um, comfort and knowledge in where are they good at. But when you look at it as um, across the whole team, then you can also learn to appreciate with your team members, all right, okay, such and such is good in this please now I know where to go to if I need help in those areas right or if you see for example I saw across my whole team uh, they all were very high achievers and I thought oh my god so now I know why we're delivering so much and so well Um, but it really helps you to to leverage and harness the uh, different aspects and strengths that each individual brings
0: Absolutely, because I feel like once you know what each individual's strengths are, then you put them to work on that certain part of the project so you could really accelerate. And who knows, sometimes it even helps get your projects done quicker, and then you could take the remainder time and allocate it on something else, like innovations or other things that will help the overall team success. Now let's jump into number three, Pamela.
1: Yeah, so number three is um, career satisfaction. And I think that's one topic that particularly today we need to talk about in, in these times post-COVID, we're talking about the great resignation, right? Uh, many people are burnt out. Many people are leaving their jobs. And obviously, they're leaving because something doesn't feel right. And sometimes we can't really point out what. Sometimes we can, but not, not always. And one of the factors um, behind dissatisfaction can be that you feel your strengths are not being used. You feel underutilized, underchallenged, right? And that might not be because your manager is not challenging you. Challenging you, maybe you you just don't know yourself, and maybe you just don't, haven't found the right match of a position. So again it starts with self awareness understanding your own strengths and then you can go out and try and match a task an assignment or a position that ideally harnesses all of your um, all of your strengths um and again I'll um, show you one example with how I do that with my strengths um one of my strengths and I think it's even the the strongest strength is individualization And individualization means that I enjoy understanding the individual, what motivates them. um, How do they work, right? Um, What what are their wishes? What are their aspirations? And it's a skill that in corporate I have used um, to help my team members grow. I have used it as a leader. It can also help, for example, to use it in negotiations to understand how does the other party think, what what are their interests and how can we find a common ground? And and today I use it in a different space. I have um, uh, left the corporate world last year to uh, now dedicate full time on um, helping people grow and I've become an executive coach. And that's why I'm leveraging this skill, namely individualization, full time. So as you can see, learning and understanding your strengths can also help you to see what are the strengths that you can transfer across different jobs, maybe even different industries. Um, and that's the example you've uh, just heard, for example.
0: Absolutely. And one thing that I thought about when you were talking about career satisfaction is also taking ownership of your career and where you want to go. Because sometimes people have no clarity, no focus on their career path because everything has already been laid out for them, depending if you're working in an environment where job postings aren't done internally, where your manager decides where your next career is. But if you never have those fluid conversations with your manager, or the people who are in charge of stewarding your career, then you're not really going to have that satisfaction. And that's why, you know, we're walking into, you know, the great resignation. That's one factor. Another factor could be the lack of representation, not seeing people who look like you on the board of directors or in upper management positions. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel like you are really being seen, or maybe you're not being heard. Yeah. Or maybe fa- family dynamics have changed. Like, for example, there are some families who are dual careers, meaning both both people work. And if one of them is accelerating in their career and Mm -hmm. they have to move, then the other is either going to have to take a lesser role to accommodate their spouses or partner's position, or Mm -hmm. maybe childcare has changed because they've chosen to expand on their family. But if these companies do not understand that, then that's mm-hmm. also contributing to the great resignation. There are so many factors in in place that can play into, you know, the career satisfaction, but the most important thing is looking inward. And once you look inward with yourself and you get the holistic view of mm-hmm. where you want to go, I think that will help you complement the satisfaction. Faction to make sure you're right where you're supposed to be in the right time and season
1: hundred percent I could not agree more genesis you've really laid it out the complexity of career satisfaction, and I think that's why understanding um ourselves is is the first step in order to feel grounded and be grounded and maybe just a point on belonging, namely, um, I do have, for example, one client who has as the number one strength, the belonging part. So um, for, um, for him, it's incredibly important to find the right team, the right environment, and the right culture. So for him, that's so much more important than other aspects. And that's why... Through the interviewing, um, we discussed how key can also try and identify what is the culture really about? What are the values of the hiring manager? Um, and for some, maybe, um, maybe the culture is not that important. Others might have as a strength learner. So as long as they're just learning, they'll be happy no matter what chaos is around them, right? So once you truly understand what drives you, you'll be able to make better choices as well.
0: Absolutely. And I guess for anyone who is in the e bucket still, which is the employee bucket, as you are going through interviews, make sure that company is not just interviewing you, but you're interviewing that company to make sure that it's a good fit. So make sure there's that 360 factor. And then also recognize when your season is up. So whether you're an employee, but you have a brilliant idea that you want to build on the side, you could still be an employee, but build your own business on on the side up until you get ready to transition and transform into your own business. But definitely be smart about it and make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you just jump ship. And I always like to tell people these are suggestions that we're giving. Based on what Pamela and I have experienced in our, you know, professional setting that has worked for us. And we just want to make sure that we're helping you along the way by giving you something that's inspiring, motivating, or educating you to really tap into LD, learning and development, tap into that personal growth and personal awareness, and tap into, you know, what do your strengths look like? Because if you never understand your strengths, then how do you know what to capitalize on? How do you know what is transferable or not? Yeah, it
1: absolutely. comes from
0: self-discovery.
1: It comes from self-discovery. So you can have that conversation, for example, with your family and good friends and ask them, uh, ask them, what do you think is a strength of mine? And you'd be surprised because they might see things that you're know, not aware of. And I think that's actually one point worthwhile mentioning. Our strengths, they come so naturally easy to us that we sometimes are not aware of them because it's easy for us, right? And so we think it's easy for everyone. Why would that be a strength for me? But it's actually those things where we might be really excellent. And so have a conversation with family and friends. They know you well. <laughs> and, um, and then you can have a very honest conversation with them. But if you also want to go dive deeper, um, we've talked about uh, Clifton Strengths. That's a really good one uh, to do and um, attest. And um, yeah, if you need help with that, let me know, because what is interesting with that is, uh, for example, when I did that um, test myself is it gave me vocabulary to describe my strengths that I wouldn't have thought of before. For example, the strength of individualization. I wouldn't even have thought that it's a strength. Right. But once I. I read it and understood the description and discussed it with my coach, I could see it totally makes sense. And I could see that that was really me. And that was truly um, a strength that I can leverage until today.
0: Yes, I love that. And then you could build that into your port, uh, portfolio whenever they ask, what are your top five um, characteristics? You can list that there. So I'm going to give you all some homework, listeners and viewers. I want you to survey 10 people that are trusted sources, whether they're your family members, your friends, mentors, or maybe some of your colleagues that you truly um, Confide in and ask them to give you five words to describe yourself. And once you get the five words back from all 10 people, start to circle the words that you see over time to build out what your five top characteristics are. And then once you're done with that, go do the Clifton strengths. And Pamela, as we wind down, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this Mm -hmm. segment.
1: Sure. If you really would like to go into the details of understanding your strengths, uh, feel free to get in touch. Um, You can contact me either on my website, womenleadinginstem.com or on LinkedIn, search for my name, Pamela Kellert, and then I'd be happy to conduct that with you so that you can identify your strengths and discuss how you can use them in your job.
0: And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amarskamp. And my special guest today was Pamela Keller. All of her contact information will be in the show notes for you to connect with her. Make sure you save subscribe and share this segment we can be found on 40 plus platforms also follow us on youtube for all things video content at gems with genesis amaris kemp and lastly but not least Leave a review. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, any questions you have for Pamela or any suggestions. Why? Because feedback is a gift and we could all learn and grow from one another. And if you're interested in being a brand sponsor or ambassador for GEMS podcast, where the mission is to educate, inspire and motivate while connecting the dots between diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging, go to Genesis Amaris cap to find out more information. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember, be an asset, not a liability because the world needs you to be your authentic self, capitalize on your strengths versus focusing on your weaknesses. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with WITH Genesis GENESIS Amaris AMARIS Kemp KEMS. P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.